Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to the official Geek Speak podcast. I'm your host, Shut Up Rooster. That's my name. I'm your host, Sean. And join as always is my Josh. Uh, is my co-host Josh, spirited young chap Rudy Rudolph. This is the podcast where we watch movies, make movies, play games, and more. What else can you ask for? What's up, Josh? What be up to you and the rooster? Look, my name is Rooster. Deal with it. I'm so sorry. Uh, I'm going to try and mute for when that happens, but I can't predict a bird. I'm going to ask a question on the podcast I've not asked in a while. Shut up, rooster. Not that question. Um, the question is, watch anything good lately? Oh, that's a great question. Hmm. Let's see. Show... Movie-wise. 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 Uh, let's see. Since we last recorded, I've watched several different things. I watched For the... Record, we recorded last time February 3rd. It is now February 24th. It's been a minute, y'all. Sorry. I watched the last of us part two making of documentary that was really good i wish more video games had stuff like that saw drive away dolls uh the other day fantastic absolutely loved it and i got to see tenant in imax uh that was amazing i went in la to a screening at the chinese theater of killers of the flower moon and there it was like a variety press screening but i went as just like we saw letterbox team you know, we signed up and it worked out and we got to see that with a cast coming afterward of like Lily Gladstone, uh, John Lithgow, and uh, a few of the actors, and it was really cool. And it was a cool experience. Also, my first time seeing the movie, so it was a cool experience to watch it that way. We got free popcorn and a smoda, a smoda, a small soda. <laughs> it's, I mean, you know, I'm just combining words today. It's great. Um, last, last recorded, I watched Argyle. It's fine. Yep. Yep. I, I watched Out of Interest. I, unlike the rest of the world, did not like it that much, but I, I, I appreciate it. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's it's one of those movies that like I can uh I think it's really good. I don't ever want to watch it again though. Yeah, it doesn't help that I was already tired going into it, and I was trying not to fall asleep the entire movie. Like this is just there's not much there's not a, there's no plot, just vibes, but not positive vibes. I'll say that. I watched American Fiction finally, loved it. Lisa Frankenstein, very fun. I uh, watched a biopic that you're not gonna watch probably. Bob Marley, One Love, and the first half. Felt original and fresh. The second half felt biopicy. Yeah, last last week from when we were recording this, I was actually going to go see Bob Marley just because I was bored. I immediately walk into the theater and I'm greeted by a two year old just running around the theater screaming, and the parents just clearly did not care. I immediately turned around and left. I was not going to put up with it. So that was my sign that I'm just not going to go see the movie. I think a lot of movies, especially in this later half, focused on the wrong stuff for me. But LaShawn Lynch needs an Oscar at some point. She's amazing. 
And I think that um, Kingsley Benadir also did fantastically. So uh, great for them. But let's get into our actual news of the Edit Point month, pretty much. Uh, let's talk trailers. Also, we're in, before I get into that, I should address new viewers. Hi, welcome. You're new to the podcast. Every episode, pretty much, we go through a different Disney Channel original movie. It's been a few weeks or months at this point since we've done it, and we need to get back to it. Um, Shh, they'll next never one. know. Our next one is Hounded, and we put it, it was supposed to be this episode, but we put it off because we fell too far behind, and we don't have time today. We just don't. And we'll see how in a short period of time, the biggest media company on Earth, Disney, caters towards solely children with a large sample size. We'll see quality changes, etc. Um, but today we're doing news, and then Madam Web, because we have a lot of thoughts about Madam Web. <laughs> but let's talk trailers. Um, a Quiet Place Day One, starring Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, cool trailer. I like how it addressed the first stuff we've seen, both part one and part two, and a roll back the clock to day one and showed how it all started. That was cool stylistically. I think if you're a new viewer to this world, it also can uh, bring you in very well too. You don't need to be lost and watch there two first. It looks interesting to me. Yeah, I remember when this got announced. I didn't know how I felt about getting like learning how this happened in in a sense. But after watching this trailer, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm down for it. It very much gives me a good combination of vibes of like Cloverfield and Spielberg's War of the Worlds. Uh, so I'm very excited to see what this is like. Um, cast is fantastic. I'm excited to see how spooky and everything it is. Will we have Killy Murphy in this somehow somewhere? Because he's alive, presumably at this point. Because it's before. Same with the Krasinski family. That's not their family's name, I know. But <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, what I mean? I, I think uh, Jaiman is going to be the only like cast member from previous movies. I'm assuming that we'll see, but who knows? I'm excited for this. I When I'm watching theater, the first thing I wanted was I want to see how that started. I want to see a day one movie. I think it would be really cool. I also think it would have been interesting to see a day one-ish from that main family in the first one. Seeing how they built all that stuff without making noise. Would have been fascinating. <laughs> um, let's get into, so yay or nay on this trailer? I give it a yay. I'm very excited. So next to the trailer you didn't watch, which is Godzilla x Kong, a new empire, whatever it's called. Um, the trailer is, we just did a whole episode about Godzilla and specifically about MonsterVerse and stuff like two episodes ago. If you want to hear our thoughts on that franchise, go listen to that episode. It's fun. The This trailer, I don't know. Hollow Earth, weird monkey axe. I don't know, man. Look, they, I watched it. They give Kong an Infinity Gauntlet. The evil King Kong has a has a giant metal whip that he uses to break a building in half and throw it at Kong. Kong punches him so hard, one of his teeth flies out. I'm sorry, this looks like it's gonna be fun. I don't know if that means it's gonna be good, but I know it's gonna be fun. So we have a better apes trailer on the same list, <laughs> and that's Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, which is a Another long title for that series. What do you think of this new trailer, this new world that all just talk in English, having I, a good jolly little time? I'm very excited. I'm I'm curious to see how long like this series of it is going to go for to like get to you know the timeline of the original film. But I think that this is a very interesting place for them to continue the series on. So I'm very excited to see where this movie goes. I say throw in time travel. Go back to the year 65, uh, 65 million years ago, meet Adam Driver, do a lot of crazy stuff. Why not? No, I'm kidding. Yes. Um, it, it's fat. It's fun. Here's the thing. This, this entire franchise with apes, especially this trilogy plus this, I guess now it's a tetralogy, if it's the same thing. Anyway, this series, to me, is like the definition of what a popcorn movie is, but in a perfect good way, where it's fun, it's interesting, it's intriguing, it's dynamic, 
it's boisterous and loud and fascinating, but and that's what I'm going to the theater for. I'm going to the movie theater to watch complex apes fight other complex apes over more dilemmas with humans, but also silly monkey, and I like it. Yay or nay on the Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes trailer? I give it a yay. I'm very excited. Yay or nay on Godzilla times Kong New Empire or whatever. I'll give it a yay. I know I'm going to have fun with it. Yeah. I think bring back Millie Bobby Brown and Bad Divorce Dad and whatever else. You know, whatever. <sighs> then we have the weirdest of these trailer-ish things that came out. The, like, 10-second Moana 2 tease. Um, what? This kind of just came right the hell out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. It's just like, this is like, oh yeah, Moana 2's happening, and by the way, it comes out this November. It's just like, oh, okay then. I think it's fascinating to actually just make a movie in secret and just announce it all of a sudden like that. Well, That's the, cool. The problem with this is, is that it didn't start as a movie. It started right. as a show. So I'm very curious how that all works in terms of structurally yeah structurally how they change it and like all sorts of other factors i'm hoping it's gonna be good because i love the first one but this is very clearly in response to wish just bombing really hard and they're like oh no we can't do original things quickly let's make moana a sequel it's just like but we made it into a show make it a sequel to me it feels more of a response to how people are not enjoying as many disney plus shows in general now just not like they're falling off marvel stuff falling off whatever it's just like i so no, we're not watching Star Wars stuff anymore. So I think as they want to realize that, hey, not everyone likes our sixth episode format. How about a movie? Maybe it'll make some money. I don't know. Whatever. This teaser, it's like 10 seconds or whatever it is. 15, I don't know. Uh, nay? I don't know. I'll give it a nay. It really doesn't give me any indication of what the movie is. But I'm excited that we're getting another one. They could have just had it as a press release saying, we're doing another one. Until they gave us a 10 second teaser of her just, Ooh, water. But it's not as epic. Knuckles, the echidna, is back with making the living room a living hell. Uh, you watched the trailer for this? I did. This looks fun. Although, when I watched He captured it... a mailman! <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to scream at that. Yes, he stole a mailman to fight a dog in a living room with spikes. I love it. But it's it's funny, though, because watching it, I was just like, this really just feels like it's a movie, not a show. Agreed. But I'm... It's, uh, I'm sorry, no, it's not a show. It's a six-episode event, as it's called. I really hate this new definition of miniseries. Yeah, and the other two were just basically the same shots, but smaller, like, shorter. Yeah, it's fine. I don't know. It Just make a Knuckles movie, I guess? Like, instead? Uh, I don't sure. care. I'm, I'm getting Idris Elba back as Knuckles. That's all I need. He's great as him. Are you going to watch this then? Well, it's Knuckles. Why would I not? Fair enough. I give this yay for stealing mailmen. Yay, indeed. Because our mail carriers here. I was we were we package that came to our building the other day. The mailman just walked to the area, just tossed it over the fence. <laughs> and you know what's fragile or not? Just just threw a package over the fence. Like, okay, not even delivering it to the building itself. Not even, not the outside of the door. Just over the fence, just eating it. Also, I saw a small, nice dog asleep and decided, I'm not going to come here. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. They never came back to their mail. I'm like, okay, cool. That's, that's Same just, person. I'm just imagining just walking by the house with a fragile package, just yeeting it over a fence and just hearing a loud See, crash. I don't know if it's fragile or not, but regardless, you just don't toss someone's package. <laughs> At least place it if you're going to do it. 
Yeah, we found packages in the bushes before here. <laughs> so steal the mail, people. No, I'm kidding. I, I don't know. It's, it, it seems silly. Sure. I see Knuckles just be a goofball. Why not? Uh, Spiderwick Chronicles trailer. Ironically, we did an episode of the Spider-Wick Chronicles movie like in the summer-ish. Something and like that. We said this should be a show. Forgetting it was being made into a show. Yep. Then canceled. And then reshopped. And then sold to Roku. I don't know, man. Do you... I can kind of tell why they resold it. It doesn't. It's not good. It doesn't look that good. It has no whimsy. Yeah, it's just like for the faults of the movie, like it still had a good sense of like whimsy to it, of mystery with this world. Here, this just this feels very generic. Like it doesn't have also, like that spark to it. Why is no one lighting scenes? I. It's bothering I me. I do not understand what's been happening recently with with digital cinematography and like night scenes just being lit horribly. I don't even get the day it. scenes in the house look like the it all looked like Percy Jackson. Like it, was, like it could have been the same show. It's all kind of gray and desaturated and weird. That show, for its good things and bad things, didn't was not lit well. Neither is this, and it's the same. It looks like it could be all the same shot. It'll look colored the same. They all look shot the same. It, maybe it's just the volume being overused for Disney. I don't know, though. I don't know. Like, I, do, I have not been able to figure out, like, what was the big thing that started this. I know for a fact, like, it wasn't, like, Game of Thrones' final season because that was also lit terribly, but everyone agreed it was lit terribly, so it couldn't be that. I mean, maybe it is the volume, but, again, I don't know how often they use it. I read these books... I didn't get Spider-Man vibes from this movie. No. Like, there was, like, one recognizable creature that was, like, the sprite. But why did Mallory have a magic sword now? That was weird. If that was Mallory, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, it doesn't give a good indication of what this is. I like the cast. The cast seems like they're fine. But, like, I don't... Make Simon nerdier. Yeah, like this just this feels like too much of a generic fantasy thing and not much of a like adaptation of Spiderwick. Uh, I think something to say that modern day doesn't work as well. Make it like set in two thousands. It actually fits the story better. But whatever, it's fine. We're moving on. I like the cast. Yeah, cast is good. I think Christian Slater as the villain I think is a fun choice. And I think the entire like all three kids who don't look like. The right ages to me at all? Um, no, it looks were... it looks like the uh, the twins like are a little bit older than in the book. Yeah, and Mallory looks like an adult to me, but it's fine. And they're not; they are all under like they were all like actually accurately aged actors, I think. But we we're just maybe I don't know. It's bizarre. I don't. I'm moving on. Look, we Nay. we don't have to de- we don't have to deal with two Freddy Highmores in this. So let's be thankful for that. He's a surgeon. Um... <laughs> We had the trailer for Deadpool and Wolverine. Uh, name change is fun. Yeah, I'm very excited for this. I like the TVA. I don't like. The, I think it should have looked the same, but I think it was to sell different merchandise. I there's a lot of theories you could have about this one, but it felt like a bunch of a teaser, so it's hard to really grasp what's fully going on. With a lot of stuff in it yet. I liked seeing the 20th Century Fox ruined logo. Yeah. I liked seeing the shadow of Wolverine with the claws coming out. It's, it does hurt. It does kind of hurt on my feelings that it's not him just pulling Hugh Jackman around. 
Yeah, that, w- that would have been funny. I, I am curious what the story of this is going to be, because there's some things that look like they're locations from past MCU movies. Um, we so, got adult pyro. Yeah, we do. I'm. That's cool that they brought him back. Um, again, I'm curious if this is going to be like all the past Fox X-Men and other superhero characters like show up and then die immediately. If it's something like that, I think that'd be funny. Again, no idea what it's going to be, but I'm very excited. Deadpool kills the Fox X-Men universe. What if that's what the TVA gets him to do? Like as a mission, <laughs> doing them all. And he asks, can I kill him instead? They're, they're just like, oh yeah, the, these are um, variants and other universes that we need you to take care of. And then like he just knows what they are. <laughs> the problem is, what is the TVA actually for now? Because this doesn't even really, really add up. That's a whole discussion to have. My thought with this is maybe this happens canonically pre-Loki when the TVA is still pruning people. I don't know. But it looks fun. I do think that uh, there's a, a nod to the character Patch. Are you aware of who Patch is? None the slightest clue. Cool. Imagine Wolverine as a gambler on a gambling island. And his disguise is a white tuxedo and an eye patch. And he goes, I patch now. Nothing uh... else has changed about him. Yeah, because I, I, when the trailer dropped, I saw people theorizing like that's the original MC Wolverine or something like that, and it'll be played by a different actor. Um, so Dana that could Rata. also be something. God, if it's just for that, that'd be really funny. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. Um, who, I, who? Fun fact: My girlfriend has met living in LA now. I can't say how or why, but casually met him. She, he was nice to her. That's it. She wasn't like a finger. She was doing her uh, just normal day-to-day stuff and then happened to meet Shia LaBeouf. What a world. <laughs> what, a, what a world, Josh. Uh, yay, this trailer seems fun. Yeah. I think it's interesting because people, people kept commenting, wait, she's alive now? Did you not watch the end credits? You, you'd, <laughs> be a, too? you'd be amazed how many people still leave a superhero movie before the uh, when the end credits start. It's shocking, though, for this movie because it's like you needed to have watched that. Yeah. Cool. Wicked part one, quote unquote, trailer. Because the scenes in this are from act one and act two of yes. the stage play. So I'm curious if, like, as they were making it, they kind of realized there's no point to making this two parts. Because act two is a mess in I, the Broadway musical. I Have don't rem- I've seen it. It's been 10 years since I've seen it, so I do not remember. It's fun. Uh, act one is much better. But here's the thing. I think they're only splitting it into... If they do Act 1 and Act 2, here's part of the problem to me. Act 1 ends with defying gravity. Yep. Um, once everyone sees Act 1, gets that, why do they come back for Act 2? Why do they come back from the Part 2 of the movie? Well, it's... So maybe like, oh, shoot, we have to make it all one movie now. I don't know. Cynthia Revo seems cool. I liked uh, I like her in it. People are mad that a black actor is playing Alphaba she's green get also like the the story is about race like very very overtly about race so it's weird people would have problems with this it's uh i don't know what but i'm excited for it this looks like it's gonna be fun i like the director of in the heights is making this so i know the musical numbers are gonna be most likely pretty good and it'll be weird seeing ariana grande in the movie again after many years of not seeing her acted stuff um so i'm curious what she'll bring to the table with this um 
people were saying how she looks weird in this. I'm like, yeah, because she's playing a white person. Have you not seen? And she's white. Have you not seen what um, Glinda looks like? Like she's the whitest of white people. Like it makes right, sense. But, no, but it's funny. People are like, because well, she always, you know, oh, right, right, right. And people are like saying how. Wait a minute, she's white. That's right. But yeah. Also, on this movie, people are confused out why the Cowardly Lion is an actual lion instead of a man in a costume. Like, he always was a lion. This isn't the 30s. They only, correct, because in the 1930s, they, they couldn't train a lion and they couldn't have CGI lions. So it was a guy in a costume. In the book, in Wizard of Oz, everything, it was always supposed to be a lion, an actual lion. In the Broadway musical, it's an actual lion. I mean, not, they don't make <laughs> like, it's, it's a puppet of a lion. It's weird that that's a problem people have with this. It's because people just don't think for two seconds. Do you like Jeff Goldblum as presumably the wizard? I think that is a fun choice. Uh, and I guess, have you, everyone skip ahead for Wicked Spoilers. And there's timestamps down below. If you don't want to have any knowledge of it at all. Jeff Goldblum in this will be playing Cindy Arriba's father if he's a wizard. Which is fun. I think it'll be a very, very fun dynamic. That shows how much I do not remember from the show, because I do not remember that. <laughs> it's fun. Yay, overall. I give it a yay. I'm excited. Okay, Josh. Twister's trailer. Maybe a sequel-ish or a spiritual sequel to Twister? I don't know. I didn't care about this. I haven't seen the original. Uh, this gave me Glenn Powell in a cowboy hat. That's enough for me. <laughs> I'm very happy Hollywood is starting to realize, like, wait, this Glenn Powell guy, we could probably make him into a movie star. I'm like, thank you. Finally, people are starting to realize this. I give this a nay for Glenn Powell and Cowboy Hat. No, I give it a nay because I just don't care. And also, it feels unrealistic to me to be like, how many tornadoes are you having on a day-to-day -day basis? This is not... Actually, you know what? Our world's getting more and more fucked daily. This is believable now. Never mind. <laughs> Sure. I, I'm i excited for this. I love the cast. Uh, it's been a while since we've had a pretty fun-looking disaster movie, so that'll be cool. And, yeah, I'm I'm there. It's It's got me. I'm excited. X-Men 97. You never watched the cartoon, did you? I've never watched the cartoon, so, so that ending, the trailer, was kind of a spoiler for that, but it's also been a very long time since that came out. Either way, this looks cool. It is funny hearing it's a spoiler when this is a literal continuation of a show. People are mad that on Twitter uh, it was revealed that like Morph will be non-binary. That character who's a shapeshifter. Also, why did Mor why does Morph have fans? <laughs> Morph was created to be on that show to die in the first episode because they wanted to show cannon fodder of how what will happen in the show, and that happened. And then Morph came back because they did a poll with like kids who watch the show. And like, who's very character? By a landslide, it was Morph, which confused the executives and everyone <laughs> who worked in the show. And like, wait, why? They, were, they died episode one purposefully. They were a jackass who died. And then they brought him back to be a more complete character and a more interesting thing and a whole thing. But it was fascinating. And yes, Morph is a shapeshifter, much like Mystique, much like Loki. All characters, every character, I believe, is technically non-binary because gender changes constantly. It's non-binary. You can be gender fluid. It's whatever. So, yes, that makes sense. This is not a question that anyone should have. Cool. Also, 
I want to comment on Gambit charging Wolverine's claws in this. Um, that is so yes, cool. It looks cool, but in reality, Wolverine would take a, probably three months to heal after that. Because what Gambit does, he makes bombs. He is charging your skeleton, Wolverine. Don't say yes to this. You, you see, I understand your point. I also don't care because it's cool. <laughs> Like, uh, Nikhil, our friend from the podcast, did a whole video on this and saying how well, Gambit's threatened this to Wolverine in the comics before, and Wolverine's always backed down because he really knows what would happen. It's like, it's not just, like, something fancy. It's like, it's not, it's not just like a power-up. I think in this, it'll be just a cool power-up move, because it's a cartoon. But in reality, it would be, I am blowing you up from the inside and you can't stop it. <laughs> but it looks cool. <laughs> it does look cool. I like hearing, to me, my X-Men from Cyclops. That was cool. I like the original cartoon. It'll be fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely pl planning on watching the original before this for you know, obvious reasons. Good and luck. It's so much. I'm I'm very happy that they're sticking to you know an animation style that's fairly close to the original and not doing some CG monstrosity like What If. So I'm very excited and happy about that. And, and the original voice cast is back. Yeah, the yeah looks cool. I'm excited. Do you play? Hmm? Do you play? Play what? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, from time to time, yes. Borderlands. I have mixed feelings on this. <laughs> have you played the games? I've played a decent amount of most of the games, and so I know somewhat about. We the get stuff. Kate Blanchett with a gun. That's just fun. I look. I like the cast. I think this is a fun cast. This they clearly had fun making this. I think the writing might be the thing that will make or break this movie. Can you explain to me why people are mad at Kevin Hart's in this? Because the character. The character in the games is, like, this very stern military man, like, you know, huge buff. Like, he, he has a very commanding presence. They kind of went with the opposite of that with Kevin Hart. Uh, I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it's a choice. And I like Kevin Hart. I think he's a good actor. I think he's funny. I don't know if this is the right role for him, though. It looks fun. It also looks, I see another on Twitter, of movies filmed in a cupboard. It's on that list for a reason. <laughs> It does look a little much like we're in the volume. We're in a green screen room the entire time. Just go to a desert. You can afford it. It yeah, it's strange, but I do like that Eli Roth is like expanding himself past just straight up horror stuff as trying to do new things. Horror stuff? Oh, horror. Horror. It's like spooky. Not not horror stuff. If if he does horror stuff, that's his own business. Um, we respect you. <laughs> I don't want my hands up like like I'm cheering, but yeah, we respect you all. But yeah, I think the action of this will probably be the best thing about it. I think Jack Black will probably steal the show as Claptrap. He's he's already great in it. But yeah, it's going to be the humor that's going to be the main thing that will either make or break this movie for me. Other weird stuff. Butch Hartman, a renowned, interesting person, wants Tom Holland to play a live-action version of Danny Phantom. A show that Butch Hartman barely worked on, mind you. Um, No? I'm good. Yeah, cool. Okay. <laughs> also, news about adaptation stuff. The After the Last Airbender show just came out on Netflix. We're not going to discuss it this episode. But Ken Leung, who plays Zhao in it, had no idea what After the Last Airbender was and thought he auditioned for the Avatar films by James Cameron. Uh, and quote said, he quote, I quote saying, I thought I was going to be blue. Um, so, no, 
He's not blue. I think this is hilarious, and it's. I'm still mad at Cameron for using the word Avatar. Just gonna say it. Uh, even though he had the trademark before the Avatar show came out. That's just a fun fact. Yay, this is funny. Yay, indeed. You know what's weird? What? The history of Jurassic World and David Leach this past month. Yep. So, David Leach, a director who you've seen done things, right? Yep. What have you seen him do? He has. He was one of the first director. He was one of the two directors for the first John Wick, did Atomic Blonde, Bullet Train, Hobbs and Shaw. Deadpool 2. Deadpool 2. Yep. And the new The Fall Guy, coming yep. out soon. Good action uh, director. Yes, and he was going to be on board to direct Jurassic World, whatever. The next one. <laughs> whatever the title's going to be. <laughs> uh, he was in, and then like a week later, news came out, he is no longer going to be attached to the project. Which is a quick turnaround of, I'm signed on to, I'm signed off. Also, in that same week, uh, the movie was going to be the same, was going to come out the same week as Superman Legacy, we found out. That, what a great... What a great news for eight-year-olds. Superman, dinosaurs, same week. Um, but then, the funniest thing happened. So, he was out of the project, and the reason, and then coming off that, the movie needs a new director that, quote-unquote, would essentially be, would have been more of a shooter. There's not enough time to work with new ideas. What? That is such an insane thing to say for a series that started being directed by Steven Spielberg. Also... Just push back the, the movie. Like you can take time. On you a don't fun need art. to rush this. You can take ten years, and this will still make a billion dollars because dinosaurs. Uh, nay, and all of this. Hard nay. It's not enough time for new ideas. Let's lose a good acting director. This is a good. This is all a good plan. They want someone who's going to come in and just do the job for hire. Honestly, I'll do it. I'll do the job for hire. <laughs> Them saying that, that's starting to make a lot more sense with the quality of the Jurassic World films as a whole. Yeah, it's that's weird, right? Very strange. WB debacle. Are you aware of a movie called Coyote vs. Acme? Oh, lord. I think you're very aware of this movie. You know what's funny? Before all this happened, no one was aware of this movie. Maybe if you had marketed the movie, they wouldn't have had even thought of doing a tax write-off. Just saying. So, Coyote vs. Acme is now expected to be shelved and deleted forever. So sad. I'm sounding sarcastic, I'm being serious. Uh, whatever is wanted, 75 to $80 million, not $75 to $8 million, $75 million to $80 million for the film and rejected offers from Netflix, Amazon, Paramount, refusing to let them counteroffer. Also going as far as, so many people didn't know that it was like a hard, it's you give us the right, give us the right number or no deal kind of thing, which is so stupid. Abs- absolutely insane. It's like that's a guessing game of money, and if you lose, you lose the money, you lose the movie. That's stupid. And the write-off that they're getting for it is supposed to be like thirty million. So like they're not. I even... have more information. God, David Zaslav, famous movie ruiner, never actually watched Cody versus Acme, and is still intent on deleting the movie. Michael DeLuca and Pam Adby only saw the director's cut. What? The top comment on this says David Zaslav needs to be deleted instead. That's. I don't want anyone to be murdered, but he shouldn't be working there. I'll say this point: if you're working at a at a studio that makes art inherently, maybe continue to make art. Make the art, you fuck face, you moron. Uh, some sources now think one of us uh, was maybe never going to actually sell Cody versus Acme after all, calling it dubious at best. Uh, and WB refused to share specific details with filmmakers about proposed deals and ones they rejected. So, yes, and it looks, I think the deal ended up getting, 
are getting is a little more than three million now. They're selling a little higher than that for write-off, which is stupid. I think what they were afraid of happening was they sell it to someone and then they make actual like billions of dollars or something. And like, well, fuck, we didn't believe in this. Now it's we we could have had that money. What's uh, which is also stupid. I'm just waiting for lawmakers to get involved in all this because basic because what I've seen a lot of people that know this kind of stuff have been saying it's just like by basically saying hey we're gonna make this product for X amount of money here give us the money for that and then then making the product and then never releasing it and then writing it off for tax purposes to get money back it's fraud essentially and like which is not legal that's so, the plot like, of the movie producers. Yeah, so, like, I'm very curious how long until lawmakers get involved and either, you know, force them to, you know, stop doing this and and or release the said movies that they've, you know, quote-unquote deleted from existence. I think if you're going to do this, it should at least become public domain because we're funding it. Yeah, that too. Community movie news, Josh. Community? I like that show. I know, that's why it's going to be a happier note now. Donald Glover says the community movie is a college reunion movie. Uh, and Abed is like this big director now, and basically this whole thing is his magnum opus. Nice. Yay? Yay. Yay or nay on the whole Kaido Zachmi stuff? Uh, hard nay. I need that movie to get leaked immediately, just as the biggest middle finger to Warner Brothers you can give. Like, it doesn't even have to be good. I want to support it, because it's, it's like a Roger Rabbit-style courtroom drama starring Will Forte. Starring, that sounds fun. Starring Will Forte, co-written and produced by James Gunn, the other screenwriter of this, just got nominated for an Oscar for May-December. So, like, this is the stupidest thing they could be doing right now. Even if it's bad, I want to have, have seen it. Anyway, a new Evil Dead movie uh, spinoff is in the works with Sebastian Vanisek, Vanisek? Uh, and he'll direct it for Sam Raimi's company via Deadlines News. Cool? Did you like Evil Dead Rise? I liked it. I kind of want, I really want them to go back to the campy roots of the series and not just pure straight up horror. Cause I feel like the more that they do pure horror, the further they get from what made the original, original series so good. You know, what's crazy. Sam Raimi made evil dead when he was 22. I'm depressed. I know where I'm 24. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to turn 25 this year. <sighs> okay. Other news. Percy Jackson has been renewed for season two at Disney Plus. Of course, we'll focus on the Sea of Monsters book. This was a weird news to delay for so long, but yes, cool. Hopefully, can fix the issues I had of season one. I don't think season one is bad. I think the pacing is bad, and I think that's not and that's not insult to the show itself as a whole. I think it just needs work, and I think longer episodes, as well as potentially more episodes instead of just like seven or something, would be good. I'm tired of Disney Plus's like six episode events. Give us more, please, for I, a show. I want shows to be shows again. <laughs> I miss that. But the renewal for season two with Sea of Monsters, uh, what do you think? You haven't finished season one yet still, right? I haven't finished season one yet. From what I've <laughs> seen uh, so far, I'm enjoying it. So, And I like the cast, so like, of course I want to see him do more. Also, you've read Sea of Monsters, right? Yes. Fun book. Cool. Taylor Swift plans to direct her film for Disney... Uh, uh, her. First off, Taylor Swift is directing a film, a, a feature film, and it'll be for Disney's Searchlight Pictures after her tour ends. Yay or nay? I'll give it a yay. I'm very curious what the movie is going to be about. And yeah, I can't really go off of that right now, but I like the All Too Well music video. I think she's shown what she's capable of as a director. So I'm curious. Yeah. She has the money. She can fund it herself. 
that that very much is true yes <laughs> uh yeah sure i have nothing i'm i'm incredibly neutral on taylor swift which annoys my girlfriend who loves taylor swift but like i don't know i think music's fine i think she seems fine i think she should maybe take a few less trips on a private jet just a thought from st louis to st louis was a bit much you know just saying uh star wars news which we have a few things of let's start with the crazy thing first okay Okay. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know if I remember. Uh, Gina Carano. Oh, yeah, this. <laughs> is attempting to sue Disney and Lucasfilm for discrimination and wrongful termination and is seeking a court order to force Lucasfilm to recast her. I love that, she, I love that she says... More, ro- wait, wait. Elon Musk will pay for her legal bill because of his promise to support those who claim they've been discriminated against on Twitter. That already itself is amazing in its own stupidity, but I love that she's saying wrongful termination, and yet Disney, Lucasfilm, and Favreau gave her multiple chances to, like, you know, right. take take back her stances, and were just like, just take this stuff back, and we won't fire you, and she didn't. Comparing being conservative to being a Jewish person in the Holocaust was what she did to the record, and stood by it, there, and then was trying to work for Ben Shapiro's The Movie Company. Something great career move. Start get your big start in the Fast and Furious series, then Deadpool, and then uh, Mandalorian. Potentially get your own show from that, and just to careen it all by transphobia and all sorts of other bad shit. This is hilarious. I give a yay for the sole reason that she thinks she's been discriminated against. For <laughs> I give it, I give it a yay just because she thinks that she's capable of going up against um, Disney, 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 and their lawyers. Oh God! When they have, she has no case, right? No, not in the slightest. We're not lawyers. We are two idiot filmmakers. But I don't think she has a case. I've seen enough Better Call Saul, so I think I could uh, take on this case. <laughs> I've seen an episode of two Suits. Oh, speaking of Suits, Stephen Hill's gonna be in it, the new version. Whatever. Uh, it's not on the news today. I just brought it up. Anyway, more Star Wars news. Hayden Christensen said two things that are fun. Okay, you like fun? He said fun things. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So first off, this is I know Josh and I are not big fans of the prequel trilogy. And we've given it chances. We've rewatched it. Like it's not like we're haters from like oh, we were told as a kid to hate it and we just grew up and said, Oh, we hate it. No, as a kid I thought it was fun because I was a stupid kid. And then I grew up and I watched them with fresh eyes as an adult. I'm like, this is bad. That's how I felt as my natural reaction. Not I- an insult to the actors. I learned how good movies are made. This was not made like a good movie. So Hayden said, uh, who played Anakin Skywalker in two of the three movies, he said the love for the prequel trilogy nowadays is, quote unquote, like vindication for the work that we did. And I think that those movies have held up well over time. I agree the first part, disagree the second part. I don't think they've held up very well. But I also don't think they were made well at the time. That's my own personal opinion, not an insult to him. I do like that. I do agree that it should feel like vindication. I, for the work you did, I do like the people who like it now. I appreciate that for you and your family and your friends and everything else around the Star Wars world and prequel trilogy. I like that people can enjoy them. Yay? To the first part, yes. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> not so much to the second part. I'm sorry. They're just poorly made films. Nothing against the actors at all. They were just told what to do because I know for a goddamn fact they're all good actors. 
that's they were just not the made. third one's fun the third but one is the best it still has a multitude of problems though i'm sorry uh he hayden, hayden one would say my journey with the character and with star wars has at times been a bumpy one but i'm in a good place with it now and so that's why i say patience i think it's a good mentality and i like that for him a lot other prequel news for star wars oh, goody sam jackson i don't heard this quote now um uh, Samuel L. Jackson really wants a Mace Window TV series on Disney Plus. Shouting, he's not dead. Everything, yes. And I think it's funny because the only thing people try and prove that Pootie's alive is when he gets thrown out of a building with lightning on him. I'm like, I don't think that's proof for him being alive. But, you know, whatever. I'm not going to watch it if it happens. I won't get mad at him getting a paycheck. <laughs> didn't both Didn't both his hands get cut off, or am I misremembering how that scene went? It's It's been a minute. Uh, we watched it like... What, two years ago or something? Three years ago? Moving on to DC news. Specifically, two, we only have two things for DC news, really. Uh, it's totally three. Two ones for Joker 2 news. Joker 2, Lauren Cher says Joker 2 isn't a musical per se. It just has music in it. And the music is part of the film and characters, but I don't know if it's a musical. So it's so it's a musical. Well, the musical, I think the way to define musical is clearly just, does the, do characters sing and then do the songs? Move the plot and character forward. If the answer is no, then it's not a musical. If the answer is yes, it is. It's pretty straightforward. It's pretty but, easy to tell when a movie is and is not a musical. Uh, top comment is from H.C. Joe, who said, already started there. This is not a musical campaign, just like Wonka um, and Mean Girls and everything else. That's pretty funny to me. I think that this is. I think this is the one movie to like say to to make sure no one knows it's a musical because the response will be fucking hilarious. But here's what confuses me, and leads me to believe that it is a musical. Joker Two has a two hundred million dollar budget. The first one only cost sixty. Which is just like okay, so if this isn't a straight up drama like the first movie, then what in the world would require this much money for it? I'm guessing a big boisterous musical. It has to be. I don't know what else they could do with this. <laughs> Maybe he's just fighting Pattinson's Batman in secret the whole time. He would be an old uh, man. <laughs> I understand. This. <laughs> it's just funny. No, he's fighting child Pattinson. <laughs> More awkward, but okay, I guess. Like the show Gotham, where he just fights teenage Bruce the whole time. Also, the Superman Legacy logo got leaked from a table a table read script. The, it, the Kingdom Come logo. Cool. Neat. Yeah. That's our DC news. It's not simple this time. Thank uh, you, James Gunn, for making things simple. I love the simplicity. It's nice. Uh, unlike Marvel today. Um, oh, no. Let's start with the tragedy. That's, I'm, not, I'm not happy with this. This is actually really, really depressing. Uh, a crew member on working the set of the Marvel's Wonder Man series has sadly passed away as they're falling from the rafters. And Marvel said, I don't know, Marvel doesn't a person, but Marvel's statement read, our thoughts and deepest condolences are with the, his family and friends, and our support is behind the investigation in the circumstances of the accident. So I'm, I am curious as to how this went. Um, that's not a lot of details, won't we know? Uh, I actually had a friend who I did background acting with like two weeks ago or something, he did background acting on the Wonder Man show as well. That's kind of cool. But this is really, really sad. And I am so sorry. And condolences to the family. Yep. But here's something about a tragedy that has been overcome. And a good news for Marvel. Jeremy Renner says that he's going to be now strong enough now to return to the MCU if slash when called. He is healed enough to be able to do bigger performances and to act more fully now. And that's wonderful for him. 
Cool. He said that all those guys come to my bedside and they've been with me all through this recovery. So if they want me, they could have me. And I hope that he can come back for every now and then. Just for like, not even like, just if we see Kate Bishop again, she could just be hanging out with him sometimes or something. Nothing like even that huge. Just Clint could exist still. Yep. I don't know. Yay. I'm glad he's healed a lot enough to be recovered, to do his normal work, and to be himself again. Other news that some might consider a tragedy, but not of someone being harmed. Kang Dynasty is not happening anymore. Avengers 5 is no longer going to be called Kang Dynasty. Uh, and reportedly, Marvel's making moves away from Kang even before Jonathan Majors was fired. This is a report from The Hollywood Reporter. I'm it's guessing because they thought Quantumania is not perfect. Um, it's a dumb reason. It's amazing, like, you know, you take out what happened with Jonathan Majors, and, like, you focus on the timeline of, like, Loki happens, people fall in love with Jonathan Majors' performance, and they're just very excited for Kang. Quantumania comes out. It doesn't do, like, billions of dollars like they wanted, and the perception of it was not the best for them. And so their response is just like, okay, that means no one wants Kang. All right, goodbye. And it's just like, what? And then, like, Loki Season 2 happens, and of course this is after, you know, the stuff with Jonathan Majors happened. But I know for a fact that people still agreed that it was an interesting character, and people were curious where it would go. And now that's just not happening. Fun fact, Jeff Loves, who wrote Quantumania... His bio on Twitter reads, I wrote Quantumania and I'll see you in hell. (laughs) Yay for that. That's funny enough. But I think it's dumb to move away from Kang when you just recast and keep going forward. I get it. I do understand the idea of like just distance from the whole thing is messy. I get it from that perspective, but also at the same time, like this is a movie you can recast and most... I know for a fact most general audiences either don't know about the Jonathan Major stuff or they don't really care about it just because, like, they're not like us where they're chronically online and, like, know this stuff for a living. But, yeah, this is annoying because I think this would have been really cool to see the next big bad of the MCU, like, really be built up over time, unlike Thanos where it was just, like, two appearances and then he was a big bad. I think this would have been cool to see him really get fleshed out as a whole character, but... Whatever, I guess. Also, both of us like Quantumania fine. I like Quantumania. I still stand yeah. by that movie. I do. I think it's fun. I think it's just a fun time. It's stupid at times, but what? it's a comic book movie. It's allowed to be stupid at times. Josh, Captain America 4 is happening still. Brave New World, um, which I will not see unless they remove Sabra still. But uh, Mark Ruffalo revealed and then revoked this thing he said. He revealed that he will be in Captain America Brave New World very casually. In a, and there's this video footage of this. It's not like a quote he took. That it was it's, misquoted. Or something. You can see it for yourself. <laughs> it's pretty clear what he said. And I thought about he, he, the next thing he'll be in was Captain America 4 or something. I'm like, yeah. Which makes sense, considering everything about the movie is about Hulk characters. Yeah. So, yeah. And he's like, uh, I didn't say that. He, then, he, he said he misspoke. I'm like, that's not... Nah. The, the interviewer very clearly said, uh, so the next thing you're in is Captain America 4, right? He's like, yeah. Yep. And he talked about the experience a bit. I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. Wait, so I, I find it funny that Marvel still refuses to make a solo Hulk movie, so they'll just make any other movies a Hulk movie. <laughs> well, he talked about that as well. He said that basically he priced himself out by taking this little role because... It's too expensive to just have his own movie at this point. It's, it's what, characters a, a lot of CGI all the time. 
Which I get that, but also that wouldn't have been a problem if they hadn't made him Professor Hulk. I agree. But also they kind of wrote that out with She-Hulk, though, but they also didn't. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. I give this a yay, though. I think it's funny. So yay. I'll give a yay. I'm always down for seeing Mark Ruffalo and stuff. I really hope with the extensive amounts of reshoots they're doing for Captain America 4, they're writing, writing whatever that character's name, Sabra. Sabra? Yeah. yeah. I hope they're writing them out. For those who don't, I don't know, there's also people who have a... People are saying Boycott Marvel as a whole right now. I don't know if I agree with that. I'm, pro, I'm still trying to decide how much I'll be promote, will be promoting Marvel as a whole on this show at this point because of what is happening. It's hard to tell. Until we know what's really happened with that movie definitively... It's hard to tell how we'll be approaching that going forward. If but, if we know for a fact that character is in the movie, we will not be discussing it. Yeah, um, and maybe we'll go and light, light, lighter on Marvel as a whole. We'll figure all that out as we go forward. Uh, Free Palestine, as an official statement for myself and the podcast. My statement too. Yay. We have big news, though. Big? Um, big, big, big news that happened in the morning of Valentine's Day at 8.06 a.m. PST. And 11.06 a.m. EST, we got, approximately, we got news that, with, through a wonderful little greeting card from Marvel, saying, Happy Valentine's Day, with a 60s-style art rendering of Joseph Quinn, Vanessa Kirby, Pedro Pascal, and Eben Moss Bacharach as the Fantastic Forecast. Which is just like, wow. it's like, what a hell of a way to reveal that. Uh, and of course, people are angry at everything about this still. Of course. You, you can't satisfy anyone. No no one is ever happy. Everyone always has to be mad. Fair part of this is we have Herbie. Yes, Herbie, Herbie is confirmed. Uh, and I love that. And apparently they're looking for a comedian to play Herbie. That's fun. Uh, I really like, if these are the actual suits, I love them. I want them to be the actual suits so bad. <laughs> I, they are amazing. I don't. I have been record saying I do not like John Krasinski's costume in Walk vs. Madness. Josh thought it was fine, and it's like I don't understand. He's saying he doesn't understand the hate before. Whatever, fight me. It's a. <laughs> I think it's fine. It's nothing. This is good though. Yes, this is good. This is, people also got mad at the age difference between Pedro Pascal and Menace Curry. I'm like, it's ten years, and she's in her thirties. Like, it's not as much of a. If she was, you know, twenty and he was thirty-five, that'd be a little more sketch to me. But you know, it's a bit. It's different when you're uh, fully, fully adults. I like Joseph Quinn. People are also mad that he's not hot enough. When I remember on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, everyone was thirsting after this man. So hard during Stranger Things. It's so weird. The I I do not understand people's hatred that he's playing him because just like you all loved him in Stranger Things, and then he hasn't done anything since then, and now you're mad that he's in a movie again. What? <laughs> I think he's a very charismatic actor. I think he'll probably fit the role pretty well. I, I also really think he can play, like, cocky asshole really well. Yeah. As well as be sincere and, and fun, like, and jovial. Like, I think he can balance the range of the character really, really well from what I've seen in Stranger Things. I think if if at some point he and Tom Holland Spider-Man ever meet up, I think they're going to work really well together. Let them kiss. <laughs> I'm not fully kidding. There's definitely like moments in the comics that are like, this is leaning towards a bit of uh, some spicy moments here between their friendship. Let's see. But I, most of the people think we're comics think that they're both probably bisexual because of their how they are dynamic is. But genuinely, though, I think he's great casting. 
I have not seen Vanessa Kirby in a lot. I have not seen Evan Moss Backrack in anything. Watch the uh, bear, damn it. I've been told to. He's also in the first season of The Punisher in a pretty sizable role. Uh, I know, I've not seen it. So I think I just think it's funny how Marvel is just like, at this point, yeah, we we cast good actors in small stuff before. Let's give them another shot. Why not? Well, because those also been made very officially canonized now on the Marvel timeline in Disney+. Plus. So that's fascinating to me. I uh, Vanessa Kirby was most recently in uh, Napoleon. Did you like that? Napoleon is an okay movie. She was good in it. Um, she was in the most recent Mission Impossible movies, Hobbs and Shaw, The Crown. She's done a lot of stuff. Uh, great actress. I'm very excited to see her in this role. People saying that Pedro can't read because of uh, whatever reason, I think it's so stupid. Because first off, that man is all about family. Have you seen Mandalorian? Have you seen The Last of Us? This man <laughs> loves family so goddamn much. Uh yes, I think he's me fun. I don't I'm I don't care. I think almost any actor can play almost any character in most things because what acting is genuinely. I'm I'm excited. I've loved Pedro for years now. He's a great actor. I really hope he gets to be a lot more charismatic and fun in this than some of his past roles. I love when he's very dramatic and serious, but I think he's also just a very fun dude, and I hope that gets to you know come out in this. I'm curious as to how this movie will go because it. The artwork's very 60s style. The logo's are 60s style. The article of Life magazine that Ben Grimm is reading is from like 1961, I think. So that's all fascinating. I want to know how this ties into the bigger MCU. How is this like, I think it'll be good to be its own standalone thing for the most part. I think this movie, you can go to the movie similar to how you could watch Ken Merkel 1 where for nine hours of the movie, it's all its own thing. And it might be like at the, at the end oh, we're back now in modern time or something. It's it's probably going to be, like, send the 60s for this movie. Something happens, they go to, like, the quantum realm or something like that. They pop out, and it's modern day. That's I feel like that's kind of a given at this point. I like that their clothes seem kind of, like, space-like, but like spacesuit-like, but also kind of sweatery. That's yeah. very fun. Anyway, I have nothing but good things to say about this. I also like the Hulk. The Hulk. The thing in this <laughs> looks like the thing and not like the rock man. In the Fantastic Four one from 2015, and not like the rubber suit in Israel. He looks the most accurate depiction we've seen. I know it's a drawing, but if he, if he looks like this, even a mocap wise, in the new movie, I'd love that. Yeah, I. Fan Four Sticks design is just a bunch of rocks in human shape, and I like the practical suit of the original, but I think this one, as long as they keep it very close to the you know, design from the comics, I think it'll work well. I'm excited to see Johnny Storm be all flame boy. I do think Reed, I think it's funny. I saw someone online saying how Reed's powers, watch them now be have hard light instead, like Kamala Khan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that'd be actually hilarious. That'd be really funny. <laughs> uh, yay on all of this. I give it a yay. Reportedly, the movie will also focus on Galactus as a main villain, but make me see a big, giant, floating dude. Not a weird cloud, please. No, give the cloud again. Give the clouds of justice. Uh, and reportedly, the the top choice is Javier Bardem to play the role of Galactus. He's cool. He's got a big, long face. Why he's, not? He's got an interesting voice, so I'm very curious. I think he'd be a good casting. I'm excited to see how spacey and weird it can look. The God, you don't know, Galactus has a big, weird head with big prongs in the side that point up. It's a very he's strange all head. I love Galactus. I think it'd be fun to see big, giant dude, like, eternal-sized just dude flying the space to eat the Earth. That's yeah. what it's fun. Bill also, Hader. I read, uh, what? Bill Hader should play Herbie. Uh, David Crumholtz should play Herbie. 
He should too. There's so many good choices. Ryan Gosling's Ken, specifically Ken as Herbie. <laughs> like our in our Christmas episode. He just, Can he oh, upside Can they play Herbie? He just keeps talking about horses. Oh my god. Uh one thing else I think is really interesting about this is that I've read the original comic where like they have in a far first meet Glasses for the first time, and it's for it's like three or four issues. It's cool. It's kind of boring. That's kind of the point. It, it's very monotonous and there's no way to stop him, so they try to work through time and space to get make a device and it's silly and weird and it's very like Shakespearean dialogue and fascinating from Galactus and Silver Surfer. I make this weird and clunky and messy, but in a fun way, please. Not like Quantumania clunky, but like I don't know, a little bit campy, a little two thousands e vibes could be fun. We have, but that's all of our main MCU news. That brings us to Spunk. And then, Madam Web, Josh, let's start with the Spunk, which stands for the Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel Characters. Or maybe it's Spum, Sony Pictures Universe of Marvel Movies. Or maybe it's Susu, Sony Spider-Man Universe. (laughs) None of which has been completely confirmed at this point, and it's up in the air. Amy Pascal, famous Spider-Man executive uh, producer, uh, said when she was asked about a potential live-action Miles Morales movie, she said, someday, not until we take, make two more movies. And Chris Miller clarified that Amy Pascal was referring to Beyond the Spider-Verse and Tom Holland's Spider-Man 4 as those two movies. And I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think we should have those movies before we get a letter to Miles. Yeah. Amy Pascal, I agree with you. A statement I might not always say, but today I do. I, I do not want Sony to make the Miles Morales movie. I want Marvel to make the Miles Morales movie because I know they'll actually care. Alternatively... Fox does it. I don't know how that could work now, but sure. Miles Morales, the DC hero. <laughs> Give it to WB. And it's a tax right in the end anyway. Dear God. I wonder if it would be an origin story or not. Because I feel like most people now are very are sort of aware with Miles' origin through the games and this, at least in the general, in the Spider-Verse movies. So I wonder if they will just, they'll just skip past the origin of this, or if they'll keep it in there. I don't know. But Nicolas Cage is also now in talks to return for a live-action Spider-Man Noir series. Cool? Cool. I don't know how that'll Again, work, but cool. It's probably Sony, but cool. Set it in the Madam Web universe. There's a myriad, somehow there's a myriad of reasons of why that wouldn't work. I think it'd be funnier though, and I like funny. Um, Silk. This this news writers, pisses me off. The writers for the Silk series has been scrapped, except for the showrunner Angela Kang. Uh, the show will have a creative overhaul and refocused to a more male skewing audience. The fact they announced this days after Mad Web's disastrous launch very clearly shows that they're still operating on the, the stupid mentality of like, oh, our superhero movie focused only on women didn't do well. Okay, then let's change this superhero thing focusing on women to focus more on men. What? Nay. Hard nay, nay you morons. I do have some Mad Web news before what? we get into the What news? <laughs> Well, stuff I have the month that I can just talk about. Let's talk about box office stuff. Madam Web, in its first domestic opening day, earned $6 million. That's an oof. Uh, and in its first six-day domestic run, it earned $25.8 million. Oof. Apparently, also, uh, some people could see, like who were running like at theater shades could see the pre-sale tickets 
going down on opening day as, it, as reviews came in. <laughs> like being canceled, being refunded. The funny thing about where I live, we do not get that... We, our business, we don't get, like, a huge amount of people, so there's, like, never any pre-sales for anything, and so it's just very funny to see that number barely go past, like, ten people. Also, Dakota Johnson said the Madam Web script went through drastic changes after she signed on, saying, I can't even tell, tell you what they were. Like, there's so many. Given how many writers are credited on this movie, that's, that tracks. It's, like, five or six. Yeah. That tracks. <laughs> So now it's time for the main event, Josh, talking about the best movie of the year, Madam Web. It's probably the most fun I've had in a movie this it's year. It's so much fun. <laughs> I'm upset that I was one of the only people actually laughing out loud in the theater. Because it's funny. It's a comedy. Not intentionally, though. Also, our theory was true that the he was in the Amazon with my mom researching spiders right before she died. That line is cut up from different lines of dialogue sad it's funny because it why would you think that line even use in every trailer then how was that helpful i don't know but can we talk about before we get into anything about plot at all anything about vibes or anything why was ezekiel sims just 80 yard the entire time i don't know that's what confuses me was the actor doing some kind of a voice or different accent or something and you couldn't understand it was it to change his dialogue i do not know he but like not even master the lines all the time that's what i'm saying like whenever he talks it's not what he's saying or like they they cut to an angle of it where you can't see his mouth moving and very clearly it's different it drove me was, insane was he good in napoleon as uh paul barris from what I remember, he was good. Every like all his acting credits I've seen are in good movies, and so clearly the dude has talent if he keeps getting work. And like this is very clearly evidence of like a great cast, just not for whatever reason, not giving anything. <sighs> oh, joyous day! I truly do not understand how Sony saw this. It was like that's good enough to put out in theaters, like. Why would you just send a movie that you that anyone could tell it needs to be reshot, rewrote, whatever, and just be like, good enough? Like, I don't get it. What do they gain S- from this? S.J. Clarkson, who made who directed some of the, the, the S.J. Clarkson directed this movie, also directed at least an episode of The Defenders for, for Netflix. She's done um, a shit ton of great TV stuff, so clearly yeah. she's a good director. Like she has worked on uh, as. I think on some of Scandal too and other stuff. It's I'm Scandal, fascinated. Succession, Defenders. Like she's done good stuff. And again, there are one, two, three, four, five writers for this. Some of which have one of which has only worked on Madame Web. One of which worked on Power Rangers, Morbius, and Dracula Untold, and Gods of Egypt, and The Last Witch Hunter. That's fascinating. Oh, two of which had the same. Those are directing uh, pain. How was their credits for this? Ashley Clarkson of Writing Wise has only worked on this, according to Letterboxd, and. Same with Clay Parker. Yeah, so I'm fascinated by this writing team. I clearly it was multiple drafts, as we see. Oh yeah. Clearly it was like, okay, I'm moving on because right we lost a writer, let's bring someone else on and work on this draft. And then it probably happened multiple times over, is my guess. What's interesting is like I can see the bones of something interesting <laughs> here. Like the concept of this character being a clairvoyant and being able to like see things in the future happen but having no way of controlling or understanding it that's interesting and then having to use that to protect some people being hunted down by someone 
could be for a good thriller. I can see the idea they were going for. But you oh, can yeah, also, okay, that's the plot. Yeah, but you can also tell that Sony saw that or whatever. It was just like, that doesn't have like enough superhero action stuff. Put in some superhero action stuff into it. But any scenes of action are incredibly short, not well done, feel very forced. The whole finale, I can't wait to talk about the finale. Yeah, let's, okay, the movie as a whole. Josh, what what's the story? What Just vague non-spoiler details. We'll just non-spoiler first, then spoilers. So Cassie Webb, her last name is in fact Webb, is a... Well, yeah, her, she is Madam Webb, like Miss Webb. Whatever. <laughs> uh, Did you just get that? I thought her. I thought that's just what she called herself because she's a Spider-Man character, not because no, her last just, name was Webb. No, it's just like you're Miss Webb. That's her. That's. Oh. I was waiting for someone in the movie to call her like, "Hey, Madam Webb," like I'm saying. Oh, okay. All right. Anyways, uh, Cassie Webb. She's a paramedic. She works with Ben Wyatt from Parks and Rec, and does, I'm Ben Parker, same person. That too does paramedic things in 2003. Don't know why they said it in 2003. And it's for the music, <laughs> sure, and dies in a car crash, but she gets transported to like this weird web dimension thing. And suddenly, once she's brought back to life, can start seeing events of the future. And there's this older dude called Ezekiel that has visions of these three girls that become spire people sometime in the future, and they're trying to kill him. So he's like, ah, I have to kill them first. And she and Mad Web has to protect them from him. That's the plot. That's the plot. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a movie. It's very fun. Okay, I think this movie, humor-wise, there are the only jokes that were clearly written to be jokes that landed were from Dakota Johnson. I don't think intentionally, though. No, I think, no, I disagree. I think there are some jokes that were clearly meant to be, like, her dry pen humor, and it did work at, like, her trying all, to climb a wall. All her line deliveries are dry pan. <laughs> I know. There's there some... <laughs> Like, there's more where she's trying to climb a wall, that, and she just no, falls. That, that was funny. That didn't work for me. <laughs> my entire theater laughed at that, Is including like, myself and my girlfriend and my friend. Like, I could see, I knew exactly what they were about to do, and I knew the outcome of it. It just, it didn't work for me. Well, jolly good show. Um, can we also address Ezekiel Sims' tech person? I, I want to address everything about his character. <laughs> yes. Ezekiel Sims, the barefoot suit-wearing man who has the fastest quick change powers in the world. Where does he keep his uh, suit? In his ass. Why does he... So, okay, why does he have an evil Spider-Man suit? Number one, the <laughs> both him and Spider-Man oh in, this, in this universe are stealing their designs from a native tribe in the Amazon. The sp Should we talk about this in spoilers or can we talk about it now? We'll get, I think, spoiler. That's a bit spoiler. Let's okay. focus on just mostly vague stuff first. Okay, either way, why does he have an evil Spider Man suit? I don't get it. There's no need for it. <laughs> it's funny to think about in the future, Peter Parker will have grown up and has designed his suit exactly like the man that was trying to murder his uncle and mom. To be fair, that was by accident. He wasn't trying to kill them. Either way, still. <laughs> we also get the reverse line of the Great Park Computer Responsibility, whatever. Uh, twice in this. I a reverse of it. I one hundred percent was expecting when they were eating Chinese food in the beginning for him to open that fortune cookie and for it to have said, "With great power comes great responsibility." <laughs> I know that would be hilarious. I know someone like had tweeted that like way before the movie came out. I was like, "Dear God, I hope this is true." Sadly, it wasn't. 
So, sadly, the movie is not about making Ben Parker live until he has to die at the right time. That would have been That's an not... infinitely more interesting story. It definitely would have been. And I think in the trailer, is a thing, too. But, like, not a spoiler. She, you know, she can see the future, sort of, sometimes. And then there is a person, an EMT, who she's working with, who she sees get hit by a car, like a T-bone, and dies. And then she realizes, wait, don't go. I can't, don't, it hasn't happened yet. You can survive. She delays him with enough time to get hit by the car. <laughs> Look, that she that, made it happen. That scene is the best scene in the movie to me. That's like where that's what made me see like this could have worked. It could have been interesting because the way that her mind and time are messing with her, her not being able to discern what's real, what's happening, what is going to happen. I agree. Was with that. so cool and interesting, and the rest of the movie is bad. <laughs> There's also a lot of weird editing in this. The editing is not like great. It's cut very weirdly. I'm like, wait, what, what happened just then? It was a lot of weird editing. A lot of the style of me felt very 2000s. But a lot of like the ambulance stuff and car chasey kind of stuff was edited so poorly. It's like 10 shots for like one second sometimes. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah. Ah. Uh, yes. Let's address <laughs> a lot of stuff. Her, you heard her earlier her dying in a car crash where she falls into she's trying to save a man and then like she has to get in the car who the car's dangling off the bridge and then the second the man gets free and ben parker's free out of it she's stuck in the car still the door closes she falls in the river and dies when she comes to she's like did i die and he's like yeah weird <laughs> <laughs> let's move on it's like, it was so fucking casual it's just like yeah it happens that's basically what the vibe was. I'm so... What? What the heck? Ah, uh, Ben Park... I don't think Adam Scott's bad. No. I he does anything. I, th- I think if the plot had been them trying to keep him alive until he could die at the right moment, could have given him a lot to work with. But I think this, his casting, as well as everyone else's, was Sony lying to them saying, like, oh, yeah, you'll be in the MCU. And, of course, like, yeah, why yes. would you not want to sign him for that? Because someone well, asked... I- Someone asked Cindy Sweeney recently what it's like to be in the MCU now, and she's like, I'm so excited and all this. I'm just like, ah, you were lied yes. to. <laughs> they all were lied to, but, or at least alluded to things for them. Yeah. But I actually have a theory about that specifically. I think Sony will want this to be in the MCU. Because they, they set this pre-Iron Man 1, where it doesn't really interfere with many things. The, um, the timeline doesn't match up, though, with Tom Holland's character. He'd be 13, he'd be 13 in Homecoming. We all know that MC was bad at math with the Spider-Man universe already. Look, they admitted <laughs> that they... Much. No, but even if they had fixed the time of Homecoming's, like, whatever it was, time thing, it'd still be 2016. I understand. I'm thinking... It's Sony. Don't make mistakes. It's fine. My point is, I think they want this to be canon because of one thing. They never show Mary Parker. <laughs> I mean, May Parker. Um, <laughs> Ben's wife. And they cast someone of a similar vibe and age range to Marissa Tomei. A, 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 a contemporary for her. I'm like, that seems like that could be a pair that could bash together. Sure. Okay. Also, they allude to, which I think is, that's clearly why they didn't, to me, why they didn't show on May, so, Heather, so it's open for Marissa Tomei. Um, but why? Shut up, ice cream truck. Hold on. You could, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I can't talk yet. Hold on. Should I talk over it? Is this copyrighted? I don't know. I. You'll probably be fine. Cool. Ice cream truck's going on. So, here's the thing. That's not a spoiler at all. But they do show, in theory, Richard and Mary Parker, Peter Parker's parents, 
they, they don't have to show Richard. They because he's away on business in multiple countries because he's a spy. Um, and they like Sony loves the idea to push the idea that hey, his parents were spies. Remember, it's happened. The Taz movies. It's happening here. So we don't see Mary Parker's husband. We don't see May Parker in this. They only see Uncle Ben helping his sister-in-law the entire time with May Parker, who's very, Mary Parker, who's May and Mary, right? Confusing to say. Mary Parker, Peter Parker's mom, who is very pregnant. And I had to mention the name, like a balloon pop or something. I was like, why are you trying to hide it's Peter Parker? They never, why he, is that a, they never reveal it's his name. No. It's like, what's the name going to be? Pop, pop. Like, what? Okay. You don't it's, need to do that. It's like, it's not a, is, is that going to be Spider-Man? <gasps> also, they call the man Ben Parker. When she's like, hey, this is my friend, Ben Parker. Also, a weird line that Madam Webb says. Instead, this is my friend, Ben. Or this is my, or this is my friend, Mr. Parker. But she says, this is my friend, Mr. Ben Parker. Why? A lot of clunky lines like that. Yeah, I think they're trying to set this in the MCU. I think they definitely want to. Not, not even at all a stretch. And I think they just messed up math for Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Uh Let's get back to Ezekiel, because I still have so many questions about Weird him. Weird barefoot guy? Sure. Like, okay, so the big thing why? with big thing with his character, yes, is why does he care so much about them wanting to kill him? Also, A, why, for instance, why do they want to kill him? We don't have any idea what don't makes, know. we don't have any idea what makes him a villain worthy of being murdered. He just keeps having visions of this, apparently. That's well, also, that's the thing. That's the only vision he ever sees. He was cursed, quote unquote, for stealing something, and then it's never addressed. I guess the, the, the curse was the curse was he got powers, and I guess also one nightmare every night. I take that trade off. Yeah, like from the way the trailers were, they made it seem like he had the same powers as Mad Web, but he doesn't. He just has the one vision of them killing him, and that's it. And again, I. If I knew what he was like as a character and as a villain, then I could understand it. But we don't know a single goddamn thing about him. To to us, he's just a dude that's having visions and he's just like, ah, I'm scared. I want to live. His character was, I was poor. I wanted to get better. Okay, I'll get rich. Flash forward, he's rich. Okay, I'm not going to lose everything I built. built. I'm like, what did you build? What, what, do you have a company? You just wear a suit now and are locked. Got it. Okay, you, hi- you own a... You hire a tech girl who has six monitors, which can hack into any NSA surveillance and also can do, like, enhanced tools on any traffic camera. What? That's 2000s. For 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 2003, those monitors and the way that they were using the technology, I don't know if that's how it's been done. (laughs) No. That's like using AI today a little bit, but not like then at all. I don't think a whole. I wish he was going to say enhance because that was that was the exact vibe. What what, who, what is her job? How does she know him? What is how is she being paid? Does she live in the apartment? What is any relation they have together? Who knows? Okay, okay, because uh, she's just helping him look for three girls to murder the entire time. Yeah, and she's just chill with it. <laughs> On top of that, he does kill an NSA person. He 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 he, he sleeps with okay. His powers are weird. He sleeps with someone, and then just to kill them next morning after they answer a question. Also, he didn't write, didn't write down the answer for a very complicated answer. Yeah, it's like a very long password. And it's just like, dude, you might want to write this down. 
but not don't kill right away maybe his powers are like basic spider-man stuff without the webs and he also has a poison touch and i'm just like so is this like rogue where if you touch anyone like it'll affect them or is this just like a no, bite, or is it a by choice thing with her. that's what i'm saying though but every time he touches someone they get poisoned a bit so it's just like was that a curse i guess but again but it uh, must have been a interesting sex night if he, if he didn't use hands in the slightest didn't he grab Madame Webb through the glove in a suit? I don't... I think so. And, like, she's, like, slightly poisoned only in the hand. I thought that would come back. It never does. Well, because she went to the magic water and was told you're special. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Also, more non-spoilers. I think Sydney Sweeney, out of the three main girls, is the only one who had any kind of believable personality or character. Yeah, but, again, like everyone else, they don't ever... They're teenagers, apparently, when they're in their 20s, like, late 20s. Because it's so funny, because, like, in his flashbacks, like, they look exactly the same. And it, but with super suits. <laughs> yeah, with super suits. And then it's, like, when they're running the facial recognitions. Again, this is also fucking insane. He's just like, ah, these three girls are my visions. Here's what they look like. I will describe them to you. And then the tech person runs that description and of an image through some de-aging thing. It's just like, here's what they would look like. I'm like, this is too stupid. Stupid to be believable. It's like, these are photographs of these women. These are actual photographs now. That AI could not do that. Well, maybe now. It's, it's But, God, it's very weird. It's dumb. Also, it's so funny that this wants to be a superhero origin story, yet gives these characters absolutely nothing to make them want to be a superhero in any way, shape, or form in terms of things like getting powers, having that moment of like, oh, I need to be a hero. There's no thing that screams to me that like, oh, these girls all want to be heroes or Josh, have something you about get it? them. They have trauma. <laughs> Their parents don't like them. Problem solved. I don't think that's exactly what makes someone a superhero, but all right, I guess. Oh, yeah? Ask Spider-Man. His parents abandoned him. I don't think death is exactly abandoning. Depending on the version, they run away first. (laughs) Uh, yeah, it, it, I I don't know, man. I have a lot of thoughts, and they're all kind of mixed around in my head. Let's, can we talk about the, the, not spoiling anything, really. She... This is 2003. She is wanted for a crime. Vague. I'm going to be vague right now. Uh, but she goes on a plane she goes and flies to another country at one point. And back. Here's the thing with that. She's not... When it happens, they they shout like, hey, help, like someone help me. No one helps her. No one acknowledges her. No nothing. Then they go to somewhere else and the cop is just like, ah, I'm arresting you. She's like, for What? There's what? And then when they're driving, we talk spoilers. I have to say things. I feel like we have to look spoilers for Madame Web. You probably haven't seen it, and you probably won't see it. There's nothing we can really say about this that'll make you change your mind. I will say though, if you see it, you will have a fun time. (laughs) Now I rated three out of ten. I could go up to four. I had a blast. I don't think it's good. I had a blast. This difference. It's one of the worst comic book movies I've ever seen in my life, but my god, it's one of the most okay. fun. It's not even the worst, though. I'm not saying it's the worst. It's not. There are worse ones, but god, this is bad. I will say, I had more fun watching this than Morbius, but Morbius had a clearer plot. Morbius is a better made film. It's still yes. bad, but it's better made. 
You think Crane will be better, will be better than this? My God, I hope so. I don't really have much so, hope for it. She goes to the Amazon rainforest. To the, to... He's like, only three photos. <laughs> where the fuck to go? And they're Polaroids from like 30 years I, prior. I have to hope that her mom's she journal. She found one log and said, this is the place. <laughs> Look, I have to hope somewhere in that journal has the locations. But... So, in the beginning, when her mom is in the Amazon researching spiders, there is. Right she died. Yeah, Ezekiel is there as like her bodyguard, and he's there to find a spider to you know make him rich and powerful and whatnot. He kills her. I don't. Even, what were they? Scientist buddies, whatever they were. And then he shoots her, and she's dying. And then spider people come crawling from the trees. Edited very weirdly. Edited t- terribly. And this is what I mean by Spider-Man and Ezekiel stole their looks because they have Spider-Man features about them with like how they shape vines and stuff around them to like look like spider people. So that's what was happening. It was too fast. It was like the shots were too quick and weird and it was Oh, I immediately edited. noticed it. <laughs> it was nonsense. And I don't know if a single indigenous person was ever consulted in this. What do you think? I thought they should have been. Just what? a thought. <laughs> you think th- this make... is Sony? You think they would do that? If you're gonna make up a made up, if you're gonna make up a fictional race of native people, maybe ask a native person how to approach that. Just a thought. Um, maybe some was. I don't know. But the reason Mad Web has her powers is because they try to save her mom by like... because she was like Ellie in Last of Us. <laughs> Yes, by by letting a mystical, powerful spider bite the mom to try to save her. It doesn't. Uh, baby is born, and the head due to them is just like, one day she will return or something like that. I'm just like, what? <laughs> How do you know this? How do you know this will happen? <laughs> and head dude later, when she is there, is not wearing his native outfit. He's just he's like wearing like a suit and tie, looking all chill and, and hanging out. He's just normal, and it's just like, how did you know she'd be here at this exact moment, my guy? Why do you speak English? How do you speak perfect English? Yeah. And it's not 80 yard, unlike the other person. God. But that whole scene uh, that follows is amazing. It's just her learning more about her mom and what happened. And, like, they act like she had this deep hatred for her mother. And I'm just like, I never once got that it's vibe. At all- scene it's her shouting at her, ma- <laughs> her mom's memories. Like, what? You like me? Huh? It's just like you you lied to me to protect me. It's just like A, she never lied because she died at childbirth, and B, you never had any indication you hated her. But the scene of her like f- quote unquote forgiving her mother, Dakota Johnson is giving absolutely nothing, and it's hilarious. But she's also playing it really seriously. She's playing it seriously, and- but giving no emotion behind it. It is hilarious. She's like crying, like ah. Uh. You loved me. Mom, you, you loved me. I never knew that. Oh. What? <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, God. And, like, okay. in that scene, I'm just like, so what did we gain from this? Like, uh, Clearly, we get the, the iconic reversal of the line when Native Man, I don't know, was he even named? Did they ever say his character's name? I don't think they did. I'm not sure to be offensive when I say Native Man. He's literally a Native person to the Amazon rainforest, one that a spider tribe. But they also describe as like horrific monster people early in the movie, by the way, which is not a good way to describe a native people. But so he tells her, well, here's what got out of that scene, Josh. He tells her, when you take on regret responsibility, powers will come. Yeah. <laughs> which is the opposite of the point of the original version of this line. 
Also, it's true. She gains a half-assed sort of ability to be in multiple places at once. I thought this meant through time. I thought... Yes! I thought that's what that meant. No, it literally just... So in the finale, when they're at this... So this is really funny. This is... Okay, this is fucking hilarious. So the scene... The only good scene in the movie where they're saving some people from, like, this place that's burning. They're like, it has, like... It's filled with explosives. Don't go in there. Bad things will happen. And it's a fucking Pepsi factory that's apparently... No, it's not Pepsi factory. It's an abandoned Pepsi factory turned firework warehouse. (laughs) I didn't catch that part. I thought it was just a Pepsi factory filled with explosives. No, it's all fireworks in there. That's better! what it was anyway the finale takes place there because explosives and when she's fighting ezekiel it's none of them have power they can't fight they're kids they don't want to fight they no one has powers of any kind and it seems like this would be pretty easy for her to win because she could see the future but i don't know how they get cornered but whatever and like all three of them are gonna die and he's just like you have to choose who will live who die you can't be everywhere at once and she's like bitch you thought and like goes into her spider web power thing and she like, goes into the spirit world yeah like, like, and dang. just and just creates three more versions of herself to save them in like a ghost astral projection kind of way. Like Doctor Strange. It's oh. so funny. Also, that entire scene is like a video game boss fight where he's just like bouncing around all jumping. <laughs> he's so rubbery. <laughs> he goes, wah, wah, behind crates as he's like crawling around. In that same scene, Madam Webb, uh, Cassandra Webb, gives the three teenagers for weapons. She's like, okay. Grab these, place them as many places as you can. You get each one stick of dynamite. What do you mean as many places as you can? It wasn't dynamite, it was a flare. Whatever. It was like it was still one thing. It's like, here, take these, put as many places as you can. You get each of them one. What does that mean? God. Um But my okay. favorite my favorite thing from this finale though is the in her vision when she dies, there's this big giant S that you have no idea what that means. So when you're at the Pepsi factory, you're like, oh, that's where the S comes from. The S isn't what kills Ezekiel. It's the P. It's so they couldn't even get that right. Well, the S falls on him afterwards. That doesn't. But so the rest of the word. But but when she also, f- why could he not get up? He could push off and he could throw cars over, but he couldn't lift up one thing. Look, we're not gonna think too much about it because this leads into an amazing scene of her falling in the water and she gets blinded by something. Something hits her in the head. She's blind it's now. It's a fireball. Sh- sure. She's blind now. Zuko shoots her. <laughs> but she's blind and, you know, they they save her and bring her back. So she's died twice in this movie and brought back to Hold life. On. She brought back, she was brought back to life through CPR that from that they taught earlier in the film by her in a hotel room. This is a foreshadow over here. Where she, okay, it's like, okay, he's going to try and kill you all. But here's what happens if you try, if you die. Come back to life this way. Everyone, compressions, let's go. Teach each other how to survive death. And then it works later on. I thought that was supposed to foreshadow, like, saving Mary Parker so that way Peter can be born. I was dead wrong on that. Either way, it's so funny when she wakes up and she's blind because it's the, like, some of the worst blind contacts I've ever seen in the movie. Uh, But, God, this leads into the ending, which is amazing. She has these horrible glasses red glasses on and i like them they I, are my, they're probably accurate and they're perfect to me oh they're bad either way yes they are they're great and apparently that's, that's the point apparently the accident also paralyzed her because she's in a wheelchair but they don't make it obvious 
No, it, it is weird. Because you can only tell slightly, like, in the end, like, when she's moving forward towards the, towards her window, that, oh, she's in a wheelchair. Okay. And, God, the, the, the final suits her with those big-ass red goggles on. Amazing. Hilarious. Yes, yeah, the final weird shades were very weird to me. Um, also, now I can say that the costumes, like, the, all the promo images we see in the movie, where all three of the girls are in superhero costumes, are only from a vision of the future that she sees like 10, 20 years later, where they're all fighting crime together. And it's and she's in a giant web ball. And there are and they all wear them for maybe ten to twenty seconds. Um, confusing. Also, extra confusing. They never address how they get powers. They never address nope. how they want to fight crime. Nope. Any of that. Nope. Uh, I get why. They, also, did she? She claimed them as children now. <laughs> Why are they living together? She's just like, oh, perfect. You all have parents that don't like you. Cool. I guess you're mine now. She's just like, what? <laughs> when she's hit by a fart on the head, it wakes up a hospital. They're all by her side, and the nurse is like, "Are you all immediate family?" She just says yes, and the nurse walks away. Nothing else to that. These are three teenagers who look also three different races who also look nothing like her. Very clearly, they are not related to you, but sure. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's that's my uh, god what? it's i'm trying to think. i wanted a post-credit scene with morbius i wanted that so badly <laughs> what were okay what was the weird energy ball in the visions from julia cornwall julia carpenter's character so here here's my theory with this the deal with sony and marvel has is very weird and very particular with what they can and can't do so i think the reason why she doesn't she couldn't use webs i think it's because she already has like the black suit spider-man design that you can tell is kind of spider-man ish so marvel's like that's too far so you have so you can't like do whatever so that would be my guess that could also be why they they couldn't say peter parker again I'm theorizing. I don't know the exact specifics of the deal, but that would make sense if it is. It's stupid, but I would get it more. Why did they... They had one job. Don't leave a forest. They go to a diner and dance around on tables. Um, immediately leave the forest. <laughs> uh, so I'll be back in three hours. How can we trust you? She saved you repeatedly from dying. It's like very clearly, like, she's doing this to protect you. <laughs> also at this point... She has stolen a cab. She has stolen an ambulance now. <laughs> she has run through buildings with a car. <laughs> when she runs through a tall place of a building, through the air, and hits Ezekiel Sims to save Mary Parker. I My favorite thing of Ezekiel trying to kill them in that moment is he pulls out a fucking grenade. It's so, hilarious. It's so funny. Where was it stored? Up his asshole? Where was he keeping it? Because not once does he ever use anything like that in the movie, before or after. It's amazing. There's no belts. There's no pockets on his suit. There's not. Again, and again, there's no reason for him to, uh, unless he, like, needed to conceal his identity. But again, we don't know anything about this man. But, okay, so do you remember he when... He just talked to them. I get, I don't know. But do you remember... One conversation could have solved the entire movie. Hey, I have been having this vision to you guys for Hermie. Let's just not do that, okay? What's going on? Let's have a conversation. <laughs> So remember in when he's first attacking them and they see him like crawling on the ceiling and like they're just like, ah, look, look at him. And no one's acknowledging it. It's just like, are we doing a thing like where only they can see him? Because clearly that's not what's happening at all. 
Because, like, when he's attacking them later uh, with, like, Uncle Ben and and Mary, like, they can see him. So, like, what was that about? <laughs> I think they can see him. I think just no one would look up. That's all it really was, uh, which is stupid. He changed. So, why don't he barefoot in the subway? I get it's comic accurate to have him be barefoot. That's because he was cleaning the walls of the feet before in the comics and stuff. I don't, like he, I don't know. Like it's not. It is not the same character from the comics. That much no. I know. Then he's just a supporting side character, not a villain. Usually, it's like does he does he do questionable things in the comics? Yes, but he's yeah, not a villain. Yeah. He's not outright like malicious person. This this dude is malicious for reasons unknown. So we have a scene early on with a baby shower. <laughs> and Uncle Ben, Ben Parker, he's going, again, baby shower without, without Richard Parker, without May Parker. Just Uncle Ben, his buddies, all drinking some Pepsis. It's because a... they have to have Pepsis. And they bring Cassandra, Madam Webb, to this, who doesn't really know anyone here. Yeah, it's why. And then got roped in, and it was the one to, to the actual baby shower games. And she was the one who was asked all the questions when she was trying to sit there and watch. Also, the question... Of maybe you should have screened this question first. Of hey, any fun memories with your mom? It's like my mom died in childbirth. Hey, you're like nine months pregnant. You see, that's the one joke that worked with the deadpan delivery. That is the one joke that actually made me chuckle. I was just like, okay, that's funny. Everything else now. But I love that scene because they're playing normal baby shower, doing normal baby shower stuff. They're like, let's play a game. Guess the baby's name. Just like. It's not a game. You're just telling people to say names. <laughs> right. It's like, no, no, maybe. <laughs> what was this? And every time we, when we actually heard the name, we didn't get to hear it because a balloon popped. And then she rebounded we in time by accident and a balloon popped again. Oh, craziness. I do like how she discovered her powers. Like, I discovered that she can change time with a bird. Yeah, again, this is, this is what I mean. Like, there's nuggets of good things here and good ideas. She was sitting in her apartment or whatever, and a bird flew in her window, and then she realized, oh, wait, it hasn't happened yet. So she opened the window, and then it happened again, and the bird was alive. It's like, wait, I can actually change the events? That's cool. I didn't like what it was done. I think the editing also for the weird, like, glass shard stuff with her visions, I think it mostly worked. It was consistent, so it helped. I think, yeah. I think what could have been really interesting with this is having the film be very unconventional with how it delivers information and the editing so basically the whole film becomes an unreliable narrator to us like what Mm -hmm. like what are we supposed to believe is real what's happening what hasn't that could have been really interesting to see but of course we didn't get that uh one of my favorite reviews in letterbox from zoe rose bryant saying the editing this is enough to kill a small victorian child (laughs) yeah i liked isabel merced sunny sweeney and slester connor Overall, I think they were fine. Uh, I didn't want to give a lot to do. Their characters didn't really make sense all the time. But, like, they were fine. Especially, I think it was Isabella Merced's character who was the one who was in the apartment, right? Yeah. With the rent. Yeah. So, she, her dad was deported, and so she's been living alone on her own. Everyone, the guy keeps coming for rent, and then he keeps saying, she keeps saying, like, her dad's not home right now and stuff, and I keep trying to push him back. I actually like that scene. I wanted the landlord to be Mr. Dikovich. Yeah. Um, that would have been at least a little funny. I would have laughed like, yeah, it's, it's a fun nod, whatever. But I thought it was compelling. I liked that her character was, like, it wasn't like a deadbeat dad. It was like, okay, I'm actually trying to survive on my own. That was cool. I like that. Uh, they had, like, cool in a bad way. Like, it was a good emotional moment. I thought it was nice. And then they undercut it with, like, 
Let's go to a diner and dance on tables. Again, like it has interesting there's things. There's heart. There's occasionally times where there's heart in this. Like it's there, but like through the editing, through the rewrites, it all gets butchered and like it makes a worse film for it. Like you could see what they were going for, but whether through Sony's decisions or whatever, they just completely mess with it. I'm willing to bet that this was much more a straight drama slash thriller than what we got. Right. I think that this didn't need to be... This didn't need to have a villain. No, it really didn't. <laughs> but, of course, com- comic book stuff, so we gotta have that. Any other thoughts on this story? I say story loosely. <laughs> I... It's not garbage. People have called me completely trash and garbage, like the worst thing that's ever happened to send them. I'm like, this is really harsh. Like It's fine. It's not good. It's, it's not a good movie, but you can see that there is effort being made. I think compared to a lot of comic book movie stuff, it looks pretty good. Like, there's visual color, like, there's real sets, like, that. there there was effort put into this. It's not like that they were completely half-assed and lazy about it. I still think, like, Justice League and Suicide Squad are some of the worst out there for a myriad of reasons. This does not compare to either of those. I think Justice League is a lot better than this, uh, but... This also to me is, I think, I think the worst comic movies for me. Suicide Squad is around that same bar. I, oof, and there's a lot of movies that are not great. Morbius is pretty close. Is this the worst? No, no. I'm now googling comic movies. I'm just, I'm blanking all of them. <laughs> book movies bad. <laughs> comic book movies bad. <laughs> oh, oh. How the duck's pretty bad. <laughs> Fan Four is worse. I don't think. Me. I don't think so. I I think Fantastic Four uh, is. It's not good. It is leagues better than this. You're probably, it, it's more competent than this, but this is. I think the biggest lesson for this movie is the meddling that a lot of executives end up doing, diluting a story down so much, is the biggest problem here. I don't blame the director. Even if like. Any of the individual writers set themselves, or even most of the cast, like they're all trying something here. Just there's nothing that can work because it's all just chopped around so much. Yeah, like, there's a video. I think it was like is it Chris Stuckman on YouTube and stuff. Yeah, like everyone's he, been. Yeah, he, he made a good video talking about how because he's recently transitioned. He still does YouTube stuff, but he's transitioned into being a filmmaker himself. And he was talking about how he how he personally thinks that he now that he knows how it is to work within the system. It's insanely fucking hard to make a movie, and we both know this too, not feature length, but short film wise, making a movie is very challenging, and when you're working in a studio system, you have a multitude of people to answer to, like, you're very lucky if you're someone that's able to have complete creative control, but that's a very few people in Hollywood these days. And, like, you can tell this movie was completely meddled with. So, like, there's no way of knowing whose decision was truly whose in this. So- and Dakota Johnson was talking about that a lot as well. Dakota Johnson was talking about that a lot as well, saying how the studio system, there's no room for art anymore, it feels like. Things just keep being changed and twisted so much. And I agree. It's sad. 
Yeah, when you compare this to, like, how the MCU does it, the MCU doesn't necessarily for, again, we all know the full creatives of it, but we you can tell at least that the people they select to make the movie are on the same page of what Marvel wants to do with the movie. So that's how it's able to work pretty well for the most part. But this, you can clearly tell Sony's just, like, they're constantly fighting with the people making the movies. I think the only person that got away with it was Andy Serkis because he knew what that movie was supposed to be and sony was like yeah that's good all the other ones though no you're talking about carnage yeah 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 this movie happened <laughs> it's rough honestly go watch it you'll, you'll probably laugh at least once you'll have fun like i'm in all seriousness through everything it's very fun josh where can people find you online I'm at places, Instagram Thank you. at J underscore Rudy 16, Twitter at J underscore Rudy 28, YouTube at Josh Rudolph and Letterboxd at nerd for film 28. You can find me on Twitter at the theater nerd or on Instagram and TikTok at that nerd and theater. I also just released a film on YouTube called fragile halls. It's about a seven ish minute short film. It is a lot heavier than this film is. It's a lot heavier. Um, it's also better than this film is. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's like, you think a seven minutes of that film is better than this whole film? Yes. Okay, I appreciate that a lot. You did work on it. That's a little biased. There's actually good acting in it. I appreciate that. I think that as direction, director, I did okay. But you can go watch it on YouTube right now. It's a seven-ish minute drama. It's pretty heavy. It's about a very serious subject matter. But I worked hard on it, and I'm really uh, passionate about that subject and the topic. And yeah. Also, you can find this show. Yep. You can email the show here at podgeekspeak at gmail.com or tweet at us at hashtag geekspeakpod or at, at geekspeakpod on Twitter. But also, on top of that, you can now join our Discord server. It's uh, just in the description. It's the Geekspeak Homies Discord. And we, just can't, we now have a few more members in it. A new member joined the other day. Uh, thank you to that new member who just joined. And please join our community and help us. We'll have polls on there soon about topics and other fun discussions. Have a wonderful day and enjoy getting Madam Webbed. Indeed. Oh, wait, one last thing about Madam Webb I just thought about, which is the stupidest <laughs> fucking thing. It's a line of dialogue in the movie where she is now in a wheelchair for some reason, uh, can fully see future constantly, however it comes, which has got to be really annoying first off. And now uh, they brought home like Chinese food to her, her, to her teenage claimed children. <laughs> and they brought home Chinese food to her. And she, she's like, mmm, Kung Pao chicken. I love it. And they're like, oh, how'd you know? I'm like, what do you mean, how'd she know? And that was like an all seriousness. A, number one, you should know how her powers work by now. And B, I feel like most food has a distinct smell to it. Smell. It's like she but went it, blind. She didn't lose her sense of smell. She also said bless you to someone about a second before it happened. Like, okay, that's fun. But anyway, that's our show. Please uh, reach out to us and enjoy our community. And thank you for listening to this episode. We'll be back next episode with something or other. We'll figure it out. Yeah. All right. Oh, next episode, we'll have the decom hounded. I'm watching that this week. So are you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.